When you think about Central America, you probably don't imagine it to sound uh, quite like this. It could easily be classic Detroit soul, but this cut was made in Panama, recorded in 1969 by little Francisco Greaves. And it's just one of many musical surprises the country has in store for us today. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Today, we bring you part one of a two-part series on Afro-Latin music from Central America. It's a region that defies expectations about Latin America, where Spanish and Anglo-Caribbean flavors come together to form a unique musical gumbo. In this episode, we'll zero in on Panama. We've always heard that this little country linking North and South America was a musical treasure trove. So we went down to hear for ourselves. And boy, is it true! Sitting at the crossroads of the Western Hemisphere, Panama is home to an amazing range of sounds. We'll hear tropical funk, calypso soul, world-class salsa, down-home cumbia, and hard-hitting Spanish dancehall, plus interviews with reggae icon Cafu Banton, a real-life Afro-Latino princess, and lots more. All that coming up on Afro-Central America, part one, the Panama Beat. So let's get into the mood with a little music. This track by Los Mozambiques is hard to describe. There is some salsa in there and hints of rock and roll. But one thing is certain, it's 100% Panamanian. Unos pensaban que los muchachos estaban muertos Y eso es mentira, nene, pura falsedad Porque yo vengo arrollando para acabar con los demás Si tienes dudas de que mi combo, los mozambique no están en nada Yo los invito para que aprecien los sabrositos que canto yo Ya Cucochín, Santiago y Lucho van afinando También cortigo en la campana pues se prepara Eduardo, Jaime y Robertito están ya listos Y yo calito voy a inspirar con un mozambique Y te aseguro nena que no tenemos rival
I'm Josh Collinet with Afro Central America Part 1, the Panama Beat on Afropop Worldwide. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts. Okay, it's time for us to take a little trip. Panama City. These days, it's a real metropolis. In the last decade, Panama's economy has been booming, and you can see the city's newfound prosperity in the scores of shiny residential towers that crowd the waterfront. But here, on Avenida Central, we are in an older, seedier Panama City. The pedestrian mall is lined with vendors selling everything from baseball caps to the latest pirated CDs. We are here to visit Super Sonidos, one of the last places you can find Golden Age Panamanian records. Hola, ¿cómo estás, Nueva York? Te saludamos aquí desde Panamá, en la Avenida Central, la discotienda Super Sonido. That's the owner, Nestor Jimenez. He opened the store over 30 years ago in this very location. The CD racks that line the walls are a history lesson in Panamanian music. Es que la música vieja es lo mejor, era cuando los artistas se inspiraban y los compositores también. The old music is the best music, says Nestor. That's when the artists were inspired. Nestor doesn't like the reggae that dominates Panama today, but hey, he sells it anyway. He says that when the American soldiers were still around, he even used to carry country music to sell them. From 1903 to 1979, the U.S. occupied a narrow strip of the country surrounding the Panama Canal. Known as the Canal Zone, it was home to some 50,000 Americans. As a side effect of the long-standing American presence, Panama has always had very close contact with American music, from jazz to doo-wop and R&B. These styles were widely heard and later imitated. In the decade del 60, los muchachos de Panamá for Nestor, the golden age for Panama was the late 1960s and 70s, when the Combos Nacionales ruled the airwaves. There were small groups that included guitars, basses and drum kits, much like American rock bands today. They took Latin and American sounds and mashed them all together into a hodgepodge of rock, soul, mambo and calypso, among other genres. Let's hear an example. Here's the exciters with Yo Que Nada Tengo. 
que nada tengo Yo que a nadie tengo Te adoro con todo mi ser
No Cole from Los Hermanos Duncan. Before that was Yo Que Nada Tango, the unique sound of Panamanian combos nacionales from the 60s and 70s. By far, the most famous musician to come from the Isthmus is salsa star Ruben Blades, a veteran of New York's Fania label. Besides having a great voice and sharp musical mind, Blades is credited with elevating the importance of songwriting in the genre. We are about to hear the title track from his 1978 album Siembra, which at the time was the biggest selling salsa album in history. This is Siembra.
Classic Salsa from Ruben Blades. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to An Afropop Journey to Central America, Part 1, The Panama Beat, on Afropop Worldwide. To read detailed reports from the field from our producer Marlon Bishop and find out more about the music on our program, stop by our website, afropop.org. Now, with a slick new design. Due to its important role in global commerce, Panama has long attracted immigrants from around the world. Chinese, Turkish, Arab and Indian minorities make Panama one of the most multicultural places in Latin America. But no place has impacted Panama's culture as much as Africa. Panama has two groups of African origin. This is John Lipsky, a linguist at Penn State University. One are the so-called Afro-colonials. These are people that descend from Spanish slave holdings from the colonial time. And the others are the so-called Afro-Antillians. And these were people that came largely from the English-speaking Caribbean islands uh, and mostly arrived during the construction of the Panama Canal. John has spent time working with a group called the Congos, a sort of Afro-Panamanian cultural brotherhood. They claim to be descended from slaves that resisted the Spanish and found freedom on the isolated Caribbean coast. There are several components to Congo culture. During the carnival season, they reenact in each town a series of events which purport to represent in miniature slave uprisings and the whole history of African slavery in Panama. So they have dancing and there is these sort of street theater representation of the colonial past. The Congos have a remarkably large repertoire of songs. I have no idea how many, but over the years, I've heard bits and pieces of probably well over 100 songs, and my, my impression is this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. Dicen que Garrote es un puerto feliz Lo hizo Ferrari cuando llegó ahí. This is Marcia Rodriguez, the Congo princess. Her mother, the queen, is the symbolic leader of the Congos, charged with the task of maintaining the traditions. Her family is said to descend from African royalty, but there is no way to know for sure. Solo lo sabemos a través del canto, lo que ellos sintieron. According to Marcia, her people's history is preserved and passed on through the Congo songs. She says her mother used to speak to her in song around the house. For example, in my house, there are times my mother Today, Marcia and her mother live in Kurundu, a neighborhood of decrepit government housing projects in Panama City, famous as a hotbed of gang violence. (laughs) 
Marcia has taken on the challenge of passing on the Congo traditions in this troubled environment. Here's John Lipsky. Marcia, every evening, gets all the young people together, and we're talking about a group of anywhere between 15 and 100 young people, teenagers for the most part, and teaches them all the Congo traditions. And to me, this is a remarkable achievement because this is a neighborhood that's been plagued by gang warfare, by drive-by shootings, by drugs. And these children that Marcia is working with are the prime candidates as both perpetrators and victims of this kind of violence, and yet she's managed to save them. A few hours west in the country's interior, it's not uncommon to hear something that sounds quite a bit like Congo music. It's called tamborito, and it's one of Panama's most beloved folk traditions. The farmers who live here identify with Hispanic culture, but there's little debate where this improvised call-and-response music comes from. Check out that yodeling. that makes expert use of the tamborito rhythm. It's by the Silver Tones, one of the combo nacionales of the late 60s. This is tamborito swing. Domingo a la pelea de los gallos. Te demostraré que el mío 
just heard Los Sentimientos del Alma by violinist Miguel Leguizamo. This style of music is called Tipico or Pindin. It's thought of as the original Panamanian music and remains popular, especially in the countryside. It used to be performed on percussion, flutes and violins, but at some point a new instrument arrived to take over the sound. You're hearing an accordion being played by Ney Rodriguez. She's one of five women performing at a festival honoring female accordionists in Panama City. A mi papá le regalaron un acordeón para su cumpleaños. Entonces yo como tenía 15 años decía a mi papá, no me toques eso que me la vas a dañar. Ney is telling the story of how she started playing the instrument. She says she used to secretly practice on her dad's accordion when he was out working. En las fiestas patronales tanto de la provincia de Cocle como en las demás provincias alrededor del país. Most weekends, Ney travels to perform at fiestas patronales, local sense day parties held in country towns. Bailes desde las 10 de la, de la noche hasta las 5 de la mañana, sí. Ney says her band will play dance parties that start at 10 p.m. and go till 5 in the morning. 
Panama's greatest typical accordionist is Osvaldo Ayala. Before Ayala hit the scene, Panamanian elites looked at Tipico as music for country bumpkins. His smooth voice and tight arrangements gave the music universal appeal. Here's his Pacto de Amor. Acércate más, no me tengas miedo. Acércate más, que de amor me muero Acércate más, mira que en el cielo Dicen que el amor es cosa de Dios, escucha mi ruego Dame ese calor, dame esa pasión, hace tiempo espero Tengo que aceptar que tú eres mi cielo, que te quiero amar, eso no lo niego, no puedo esperar, dame lo que quiero, tú sabes muy bien que este gran amor no es cosa de juego, vamos a firmar un pacto de amor, un amor del bueno. Osvaldo Ayala with Pacto de Amor, typical music from Panama. Coming up, we'll change gears and listen to the West Indian contribution to Panama's eclectic music scene. That means calypso, tropical soul, and of course, lots of reggae. We'll also hear from dancehall star Cafu Banton and Los Racas. Also, don't forget to visit our website, where you can read more on Panama and its music. That's afropop.org. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Right, we're back. In the second half of today's program, we're going to focus on Panama's strong Caribbean influences. To start us off, here's Spanish-language dancehall reggae from Cafu Banton. Yo, this is Cafu Banton from Panama, and you listen Afro-pop worldwide. 
Check this. Yeah, One love. Rob and Rasta. No, me can't do that, man. Me I go sleep early today because tomorrow me I go bitch. Yeah, man. That was Spanish dancehall sounds from Cafu Banton. Cafu is one of Panama's biggest and most loved stars. We visited him in his Panama City recording studio to talk about Panama's reggae tradition. So we listen to salsa, we listen to merengue, but reggae is the main thing. Spend more than 10 minutes in the country and it's not hard to figure out what sound rules Panama today. Panama is a Spanish country, but is one of the countries that have more radio stations playing reggae every day, every hour, I think, in the world. It's on the radio. It's in the street. It's even in church. Reggae is everywhere. To understand why this is, we're going to need a little history lesson. The first West Indians came to Panama in the 1850s. They came to build a railroad used to haul California-bound Americans across the Isthmus during the gold rush. California is gold in California, fields of gold. Then in 1880, the French tried to build a canal to cross Panama and brought in people from the French-speaking islands of Martinique and Guadeloupe. Nous allons construire un grand canal. Oui, capitaine. It was a big failure. Sacre bleu! But most arrived between 1904 and 1913, when the Americans completed the canal that crosses Panama today. Between those years, tens of thousands of people from Jamaica, Barbados, and other parts of the Caribbean migrated to Panama. 
no to know nobody can tell who saw the fire in San Miguel, cause it was fire. What a public misery, fire. the whole San Miguel upon the jump. Because they spoke English, they received special treatment from the American Canal Administration, earning them the resentment of Spanish-speaking Panamanians of all colors. For generations, the West Indians stayed apart, settling mostly around the port of Colón on the Caribbean coast. There, West Indian culture remains strong. In the 1960s, Calypso artists were still recording in Panama. This track from Lord Kitty tells a story about how Trinidad's famous Mighty Sparrow left Panama in shame after Panama's Lord Cobra beat him in a Calypso contest. And everyone has their own composition. We have Lord Cobra and Tugon Smokey and many others that have the ability. Trinidad was first once, but not again. Now it's Panamanians holding the field. So, Sparrow will never, Sparrow will never, Sparrow will never, 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 never come back to Panama. Once every year, Sparrow visit us. And he used to bring some real nice chorus. He came four years consecutively. And Panamanians accept him wholeheartedly. We looked for him last year, but he didn't come. So Panamanians wonder if he is shame. From the incident in Rio Theater, Sparrow don't come back to Panama. I wonder why now. Sparrow is The 4th of July was when waters came from Sparrow's eye. The famous Trinidadian Calypsonian was appointed by a Panamanian. 8,000 people gathered to see, and it shall go down in history. It's a mystery, his cage is still here, but the mighty Sparrow has disappeared. I wonder where now. Sparrow will Panama is the new home of Calypso And I think it's time that the whole world know It's located in the heart of the universe And when it comes to Calypso, we are rated first Panama is the real home of Calypso And if you ask Sparrow, he will tell you so Joker in English, Joker in Spanish, Los Kishival, Lord, what is this? Joke, 
Joke in the front, joke in the back. Los Kishibal, oh Lord, what is that? Joke. Ah, good God. Joke, joke. Oh, this. Joke in the front, joke in the back. Los Kishibal, oh Lord, what is that? Joke. Joke, joke. Babajan who started, Jamaican adore it, Panamanian they love it, the Yankees them ball for joke. Right, from 1973, that was Juk Juk by Sir Jablonski. Right before that was Sparrows, a calypso from Lord Kitty. You're listening to Afropop Worldwide, and we're talking about the West Indian influence in Panama. Today, most young Afro-Antillians, as the Caribbean Panamanians are called, speak Spanish as a first language. But they've inherited the musical inclinations of their forefathers. Es la chica de los Panamanians began making dancehall reggae in Spanish in the early 80s. With close ties to Jamaica, it wasn't hard to get the newest records. The artists in that time they copied the flow, they copied the, the style, and they taped it in Spanish from Jamaica influence. At first, they took Jamaican hits and just translated the lyrics into Spanish. Later, artists began to write their own tracks from scratch. The biggest name of the old school was a guy named El General. Let's hear his Tupun Pun, a hit in the year 1990. 
que castiga tu pum pum Mami, mami, no me van a matar mm, Mami, mami, no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami, no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami, no me van a matar Pues conozco chicas que le gustan firmada Viene para el baile, se ya no quiere bailar Con mi amigo si no lleva un collar Él no maneja ningún onda acá Y la cerveza no le puede comprar Digo todo lo que quieres un pasito para gozar Porque del baile no la puedes sacar Y a su casa no la pueden llevar Su en una esquina se empiezan a meñar Y de repente tu logo ya es gritar mm, Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar Digo que alza la mano si te gusta el chocolate Digo alza la mano si te gusta el chocolate Digo bate que bate el chocolate Digo bate que bate tú no vayas a parar Si no cogeré tu azúcar la pondré en sal Izquierda y derecha yo te voy a noquear Boom, tu pum pum no me podrá ganar Porque que están peleando contra un general mm, Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar yo soy bravo Boom, digo que malo y no me ganan Bravo y malo te digo y no me Por eso escuchan esa cosa que le van a pronosticar Digo, el pum pum digo que tiene que pegar En Puerto Rico digo tiene que llegar Santo Domingo digo tiene que llegar En Jamaica digo tiene que azotar Costa Rica y en Panamá Toda mi gente así lo van a gozar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum Mami, mami no me van a matar tu pum pum El General with tu pum pum through the huge success of his music, reggae and espanol traveled throughout Latin America. In Puerto Rico, he made a big mark, planting a seed that would eventually sprout into reggaeton. But shh, don't say that word too loudly in Panama. <laughs> Allow me to introduce our next guest. My name is Ragadon. I'm Raga Rich, Los Racas. We're from Panama. Los Racas are two young MCs who are turning heads in the Spanish reggae scene, and they have no qualms telling you what they think about reggaeton. I remember when I was in the U.S. and I was uh, uh, downloading some music, Napster, right? Mm -hmm. And then I would see El Rookie, I would try to download like El Rookie songs, and they would say uh, reggaeton, and I'm like, what the heck is reggaeton, dude? What is this? This <laughs> yeah. is not reggaeton. Yeah. This is reggae in Spanish. Why are they messing up the name, dude? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In Panama, it's called Plena. There's a fair deal of resentment about reggaeton's success. Panamanians think that Puerto Ricans stole their music and went on to make all the money. Like most of Panama's artists, Los Racas stay closer to the Jamaican style of reggae. Their new mixtape is called La Tanda del Bus, or The Bus Mix. Here's why. In Panama, we got this public transportation we call El Diablo Rojo, right? It means Red Devil, and they are decommissioned American school buses painted red. Way before anyone was professionally recording reggae in Panama, they used to play homemade reggae tapes on the bus. Every route has a mix that a certain DJ did for that mix, you know what old I'm saying? Old school dance hall. Of old school dance hall. So while you be in the bus enjoying the music, you ask the, the, the bus driver, like, hey, what mix is that? And they'd be like, hey, man, that's the uh, Veranillo Curundu mix or something, you know what I mean? And then people would be like, okay, yeah, I, how could I get it? So, you know, it became something that everybody wanted in the streets. Here's Abrazame, remixed by one of our favorite DJs, Uproot Andy.
tienes Borracho y arrepentido Es que no hay nadie como tú, no sé qué hacer Te volviendo loco, perdóname Espera un momento, no apresures Que quiero sentir tu piel Abrázame, abrázame Los Racas with Abrazame. I'm George Colinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide Panama Edition. Don't forget to visit our website, afropop.org, where you can read an in-depth account from producer Marlon Bishop about his journeys reporting in Panama for us. We have plenty more coming up, so don't go anywhere. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Now here's something to think about. Our educated, globally curious audience of decision makers and community leaders could be an excellent match for products and services from your company. 70% of public radio listeners think positively of companies that underwrite their favorite programs. For local sponsorship, contact your station. For national, email us at sponsor at Before reggae really hit big in the 90s, the most popular music in the country wasn't sung in Spanish or English at all. Haitian compass bands like Tabu Combo were huge in Panama through the 80s. My mom brought me up on that style of yeah. music, you know what I mean? And it's like, I didn't appreciate it back then, but now I appreciate it, now that I do music. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We don't understand what they yeah, saying. Nothing, but we singing, we don't Every party, every family party is going to be a Tabu Combo song, man. Every, <laughs> every party, every. bruh. You feel me? And like, even reggae uh, in English, too. We don't really understand it, but we, it's like we feel it. Here's a song by Tabu Combo written specially for their fans in Panama. Haitian Compass, song in Spanish. This is Panama Querida. 
amar La primera vez que te vi Sin saber me enamoré de ti Quizás tú miras Por la gente muy cariñosa Que me hizo sentir así Algún día volveré a estar contigo para siempre Y este día sé que nunca más me marcharé All right, Tabu Combo with Panama Querida. We're going to close out our show with something a little different. Cienfue is a rock band from Panama City that draws heavily from Panamanian folk sounds. This is Vacío. En el campo hay mucho trabajo Pero todos quieren venir a esta ciudad Donde te ofrecen alcohol y drogas Muchos casinos y prostitución Te compras un carro con buen sonido Para que crean que te va muy bien Pero le debes tu alma al banco Sabes ni qué hacer Te tomas fotos con mujeres en internet Las páginas de moda que todos ven No eres famoso, pero algo inventarás Para que te reconozcan como los demás With Vacío, that was Cienfue Well, it's time for our journey to Panama to come to an end. But to find out about upcoming programs, you can always come to our website, afropop.org. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. Thanks to Marcia Rodriguez, John Nieves, John Lipsky, Wills Glashpigle, Jomel MacDonald, Cafu Banton, Alejandro Lagrota, Sofia Versbolovsky, and Daniel Fizzini for their help with this program. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Marlon Bishop. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Alistair Sim. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Ben Richmond, and I'm Georges Collinet. Y los políticos en la pelea